1: I am Dr. E.J. Barker, the Dean of the World Ministries International Bible School. I've been serving under the apostolic leadership of Dr. Jonathan Hansen for over 20 years. I'm also a retired Northwest Airlines captain, having retired as a Boeing 747-400 captain. That was an enjoyable experience. Today, I'm speaking at our Sabbath service held here in our Bible School chapel for the staff and families. I want to welcome the radio audience, the TV audience, social media audience that will be listening. May you be blessed and encouraged and strengthened and challenged with the message today. Today's title will be, Today's Challenge, Be Faithful, and subtitled, Relationships and Calling, Being Useful for Our Lord. I spoke these messages at the Holy Spirit's Conference in Seoul, Korea. And that was under the invitation of Pastor Kim, who was ahead of that, and Dr. Hansen. And it was a great honor. Uh, the series of messages started out in in Seoul, Korea, in a Methodist church, and then we went to the conference. By the way, it was kind of interesting. I didn't know this until afterwards. They have never had a foreign speaker, pastor, speak in that church. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't know that beforehand. But anyway, it went extremely well, and my message fit in line with their yearly theme, which was interesting. I take this opportunity to share what the Lord has put on my heart. My message aligns with the church's theme, that's the Methodist church in Seoul, Korea, which was to pray and to be mature Christians with God's word. To pray and to be mature Christians with words. May this message give you encouragement and strength. The gospel mentions that we were called and chosen. Revelation seventeen fourteen says, and John refers to those who fight the war with the Lamb, are called, chosen, and faithful. Even though this is referring to the final battle, of Armageddon, I believe. I believe it applies to us well today. I am, I am speaking and challenging those of you who have been called and chosen, and have dedicated their lives to Jesus Christ's witness. In your so, do you can be a witness in your nation, not just in your church, but in your society in which you live. A society, which you will see later, Jesus says, hates you. But be faithful. Your ability to be a witness of the Lord Jesus Christ is not of yourself, but it's of Jesus. By the power of the Holy Spirit that is in you, as stated in John 17, 8 through 26, as he is speaking to his disciples, and oh, by the way, we are his disciples also, Let's take a look at a few verses in John 17. Verse 8. I have given unto them, his disciples, and you, the words which thou gavest me. The Father gaveth me. I'm giving you those words. Number nine. I pray for you. I pray for them. The church theme here this year, as I stated, was to pray and to be mature Christians with words. Will allow you to be faithful. If you pray and you mature, use God's word, you will be faithful, allowed to be faithful. Verse 10, 11 says that they may be one as we are one. Unity. Unity among the believers is absolutely necessary for the effective witness of the church. At the present time, the church is not unified. Verse 13 says that you might have my joy. It is not our joy, but it's his joy in us. Verse 14 says, I have given them thy word and the world hath hated them because they are not of the world even as I am not of the world. John fifteen eighteen through 19 reads, John fifteen eight through 19 reads, If the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. God has chosen you, therefore the world hates you. Once again, you are called and chosen, but there's more to it. You must be faithful. Today, as we look here, this is about four or five years later, we're seeing here in America where the church is being hated. In Canada, I just read the other day that the church has gone underground. Many of the churches have gone underground, just like in China. The church is flourishing, but it's not out in the open. They've already had, to my knowledge, three pastors arrested for meeting publicly. And so they've gone out to the outside in a meeting in areas outside. Nobody knows exactly where they are, but they're using helicopters now to find out where they're at. And when they find it, they call the police. And the police come in and arrest the pastor. This is Canada. In America, if you've been listening to anything in the news, Christians are not too welcome in our society. We can or may come under persecution. But remember uh, many months ago when I was speaking to you, I told about the evangelist in China that said that uh, he was ministering there. And he saw the persecution of the underground church in China. And he looked at the pastor. He says, when I get back to America, I'm going to pray the persecution stops. And that Chinese or that China pastor said, don't you dare do that. It's the persecution that's making this church grow. That's not something we like to hear. But remember, Jesus did say, you will suffer. Now, that's something we don't like to preach about, but we really don't like to have it happen to us, that you will suffer for his name's sake.
0: Do you enjoy the Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen radio program? Please take a minute to pray if the Lord would have you help us with the substantial financial burden of this program. We receive no grants or funding from any organization or government agency, and have no other means of support than the gracious and generous giving of our listeners. World Ministries bears the entire burden. In about 30 seconds, you can donate at worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org. Thank you for your gifts, generosity, and graciousness.
1: John 17 20 reads, neither pray I for these alone, referring to his disciples, but for those also which shall believe on me through their word. This is referring to you and to me. 21 reads that they may be one. The church must become one in faith in the Lord Jesus Christ at the present time. The Christian church has hundreds of denominations. I've heard thousands, but I don't want to say that because I can't guarantee that. But I know it's hundreds and hundreds of denominations throughout the world. They're all different. Yes, they say they all believe in Jesus Christ, but they're not together. In a church, the divided church cannot be totally effective for the Lord. It may be effective for those people within that congregation but it can't be effective to the world. The bickering among themselves, and they do not fight against the powers and principalities of the world. They fight against each other, not against the powers and principalities. Oswald Chambers, devotional, my utmost for his highest. Uh, Oswald Chambers lived in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And on page 24, he states, But Jesus Christ was always consistent to God. And the Christian must be consistent to the life of the Son of God in Him, not consistent to hard and fast creeds. Men put themselves into creeds, and God has to blast them out of their prejudice before they can come be do- become devoted to Jesus Christ." Unquote. If we find ourselves in persecution... If we were to find ourselves in persecution, which is possible coming up here in America, it would be our trust in Jesus only and not our denominational beliefs. It's that trust in Jesus only that would give us the strength and the unity. Our denominational differences would not matter. If you were put into a concentration camp with other Christians I don't think you're set to say, well, oh, are you a Roman Catholic? Are you a Methodist? or you a Lutheran? Are you a Pentecostal? No, we need to pray to Jesus and get us out of this situation. Denominational will go. But until we come under that type of situation, we don't realize the fault of our denominationalism. So the question is, are you fully devoted to Jesus? Or to your intellectual creeds. Now here's a challenge. Are we more devoted to a system of denominational belief. Or belief in Jesus Christ himself and his word. His word develop us in his mature word. For mature Christians to use. John seventeen twenty one states. That the world may believe thou have sent me. I am in them, and thou in me, that they may be perfect in one, in unity, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me. Unity in Jesus Christ alone, so that the world may believe and know Jesus Christ. John the Baptist was challenged by the Spirit of God to prepare the way for the Lord's first coming. We are being prepared, preparing the way for the Lord's second coming. How did John the Baptist prepare for the Lord's first coming? He preached, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. What were the first words out of Jesus' mouth after his temptation in the wilderness? Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. If John the Baptist talked about repentance as first things, and if Jesus did it as a first thing, the church better wake up and start thinking about that. Because God said he will forgive us if we repent. There's the key. You can't have forgiveness until you have repentance. So here's a challenge. A challenge that Dr. Hansen, the president of World Ministries International, and my pastor, and your pastor, those that are here with me here, Teaches worldwide four things. Number one, most a lot of you have this written in your Bible. I know that. Steady as a rock. As a Christian, we need to be steady as a rock. Now, unless someone puts a dynamite underneath that rock, it's not going to move. Rocks are pretty solid. It's interesting. The buildings in in Israel are usually made out of rock, stone. America, we make them out of concrete, wooden plywood, and they fall down. Those old buildings in Israel still stand, and they've been there for a long time because they're made out of rock. Jesus is our rock, and it's upon that rock that the church is being built. He is the rock of our salvation. As a famous hymn says, On Christ the solid rock I stand, no all other ground is sinking sand. Question. Are you standing in the solid rock? Or are you standing on some man's interpretation of the rock? Number two, we need to be dedicated and committed as the prophets. Now, you folks all know the Bible. You know the Old Testament. So when it says dedicated and committed as a prophet, you know what the prophets went through. You need to be dedicated to the call and committed to Jesus no matter what others say or do. Number three, anointed and powerful as the apostles. Notice there it says anointed and powerful. We need the apostles were anointed by Jesus. And God gave them the power. It wasn't the the men who had the power. It was the anointing that gave them the power. I remember we had a case. We went to uh, Israel. We landed at the airport at 2. 30 in the morning we were met by a rabbi and a scribe and they walked up to dr hansen and put the beautiful i'm not sure what they call it took out a oil and anointed him with oil now there's a reason for that pastor and the staff that was with him there's two or three of us were the only ones that ever gentiles gone into this orthodox community in israel and we met with the chief rabbi Dr. Hansen prayed with the chief rabbi. Dr. Hansen was taken to the school where the boys and girls were going to school. They allowed pastor to pray for each one of the students. We got back to America and uh, he got a telephone call from him thanking us for coming. But the anointing, without that anointing, even though it was a man-made anointing, we could not have done what we did. Anointing is what gives you the power to do. So we need to pray for the anointing and the laying on the hands by people who are anointed. So anointed and powerful as the prophets. Number four, determine not to compromise as the martyrs. This is a tough one. And this only comes by submitting to the will of God for your life. Totally trusting in him. Not just believing in Him, but trusting in Him. And we'll be talking about that later. Believing and trusting are not the same. I can believe you're my friend, but that doesn't mean I'm going to trust you. So we need to pray for yourself to do the will of God. Jesus prayed for His disciples, and He is praying for you as well. He is sitting at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us, praying for us. He has not given up when he went back to heaven. He didn't stop praying. He's still praying for us. God loves us. And I think it's something we really need to stop to think about is the love that God has for us. Not so much our love for God, but God and how he loves us unconditionally. Agape love. Unconditional love. When we screw up and do what we're not supposed to do and we repent, His love and mercy is right there for us. Can this nation in America be saved? Can it get back to biblical principles? Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people will repent and change their ways, I will heal their land. So does anybody believe that we need to have our land healed in America? If you don't, I think you better take a pretty good look at what the scripture says. We do have Jesus and the Holy Spirit and fellow believers in Christ. We are not Lone Rangers out here. We need to have the fellowship of believers, to have people come together, pray together, talk together, work together. It's very important. Now, we also have Pentecost. And that's where we receive the power of the Holy Spirit to do even greater things than Jesus himself did. He healed the sick, cast out the demons, raised the dead. And Jesus says, you can do more than I did. Well, he only had a few years, three years. Some of us have quite a few years. So we could do a lot more for the Lord. So this is the young people that know Jesus. He is telling you that you can do greater things than he did. So you young teenagers and young 20s that are on fire for the Lord, hey, do what God says to do. You have as much power as he had and you can do greater things. And you can change this nation. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me The works that I shall do, he shall do also, and greater works than these shall he do also, because I go to my Father. That's John 14, 12. And someone always told me, whenever you hear a word repeated twice, verily, verily, listen. When you read the Scriptures and you see the word twice, listen. So remember, remember it said the Theme of the church in South Korea was to pray, to be mature Christians with words. Remember, mature Christians' words is for the outside of the walls of the church. It's for the world. God came to save the lost. He came to save the sinner. Now, granted, we have some lost people within the churches, but there's more outside the churches that are lost. That's where we need to go. Making disciples is the work of the Church of Jesus Christ. Doing the saving is the Holy Spirit that gives us the power to pray and to lay hands and to give glory to God. So we need to be faithful to the calling for which Jesus has called and chosen us to do. Let others see your life is full of peace and joy Confidence in your faith. Now, I don't mean you run around with a smile on your face all day long and you never have strange feelings. But if you have the joy and the love of the confidence of the Lord, you can endure the sufferings and the pains. And people ask, how can you do this? How can you handle this? In a simple word, the love of God. The love of God. Remember that even in chaotic times, in hard times, in sad times, give praise to the Lord. Let him lift your spirits. Remember, the Holy Spirit is your comforter. In good times and in bad times. The Holy Spirit is your comforter. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Warning Radio Program, a ministry of World Ministries International and Dr. Jonathan Hansen. We trust that you have been blessed by listening to Talitha Hansen singing Word of God Speak. And the message you listened to today was given at a WMI Sabbath service held every week for the staff and families. And Rev. Dr. E.J. Buckhart shared the message, Today's Challenge, Be Faithful, subtitled Relationship and Calling being useful for the Lord. Tune in tomorrow as Dr. Buckhart continues with this message.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program.